0: Hello everyone, welcome back to ESI Digest, I'm your host Adam Fitch and this is my penultimate episode of ESI Digest where I take you through everything that's happened in the world of esports business in the past week explaining why things matter a little bit or at least helping you to to get caught up before the weekend without having to read like you know dozens of articles so wasting no time getting straight into it, Vodafone Giants has set up a parent company so the Spanish organisation has launched Good Game Group which will house all of its initiatives which uh, includes three verticals which are organisations so teams competing media and products so it own as i say Giants Gaming is the actual name of the organisation but through it, a naming rights deal with Vodafone they're called Vodafone Giants and and they acquired existence earlier this year i think in June or July uh, and across those, they, they compete in 15 titles. And then there's the media side of stuff where they have um, three different content creation arms and shows focusing on different things. I think there's a, a League of Legends show. I think there's an FGC show. And there's another one as well, uh, Spanish language. So, you know, I'm not going to be too up to date on those. And then products as well. So it will create, um, you know, chair, gaming chairs, mice keyboards and mouse mats uh, all those kind of things so basically creating uh, more revenue streams for the organization the company as a whole which will hopefully offset some of the the costs that come along with competing because I think it's pretty clear at this point that it's not too fruitful um, especially in terms of profit to, to just be competing you know you have to set up these these different arms and, and different ventures if you look at like wrecked global which we will get to later on or what um, infinite eSports entertainment tried to do around optic gaming and and tsm with the streamers you know that's how that's apparently profitable so on so forth so good gaming group something to look look forward to something to to keep an eye on and i imagine this won't be the last uh, of what we hear of them i i think there'll be more um more announcements soon with a a training facility being built i believe in malaga in spain and um you know uh, probably more acquisitions on the way if it's really looking to, to bolster its operations outside of competing so Riot Games, um, you know the one. The company behind League of Legends and now Valorant and, and Rune Terror, Wild Rift, has um seized operations on the OPL, which is Oceanic Pro League. Um, we don't know what's gonna what's gonna follow, but they say they're fully committed to uh, Oceanic players, which is obviously a lie, or else they also wouldn't have cancelled the pro league. So um I, I think they've been given um like kind of native status in North America. So they don't count as like an import, which obviously affects like construction of rosters. But it's um, a pullback of an investment in in that kind of region, you know, Australia, New Zealand and such. And that had already happened not long ago. I actually think just before the, the spring split of OPL for this year, um, they reduced, or they, they actually eradicated the, the salary cap and, and put less investment in and stuff. And obviously they just couldn't find a way to make that market work for them. Uh, which which is obviously a shame. And as now as probably like 60 players and all supporting staff, uh, event staff as well, that'll be looking elsewhere to try and find some sort of living now that the, the kind of rug's been pulled from under the feet, really. And um, the next up, we'll go to G-Loot, which is a, a Swedish eSports startup, mainly or um, predominantly kind of um, covering the, the tournament space. So hosting online events and allowing you to run events on kind of an amateur level as well as like big PUBG tournaments and and working with EA and and such and so forth. Um, They've raised $56 million, which is uh, £43.2 million if my memory is correct. And that will go towards expanding its presence in North America, but also making its platform accessible, you know, across um, all platforms is, is the goal. Now I'm actually looking into... Uh, quite a few claims that uh, it's not paying talent and payers haven't been played, uh, paid as well. Players haven't been paid, <laughs> a bit of a tongue twister for me today on a Friday afternoon, you know how it is. Um, so hopefully with $56 million, you can now afford to pay people on time. Uh, but there'll be more to come on that and no doubt a report following soon enough if if the claims are indeed correct, you know. And another investment story is Rect Global, as mentioned earlier, the parent company behind Rogue and and London Royal Ravens competes in the LEC and in in the Call of Duty League. And I think a couple of other titles, maybe uh, Apex Legends or something like that, uh, has raised $35 million, which is £27 million in funding, but it's actually debt capital. Now, uh, it's come from Summit Partners, which is a private equity and investment firm, you know, the score on that, on that case, like if it's a big investment like this, it's typically from VC. And um, again, since it's debt cap- capital, it could be bad, it, it could be fine, we don't really know at this point. Uh, as always, there's a lack of transparency and also a lack of people who, who will really look into it. But um, I, I do want to get more answers on that before I leave ESI. Uh, my last day is the 16th, so I will try and, and get something put together for that by uh, before I depart. Um, so it's looking to... Um, expand its product portfolio, whatever the hell that means, attempt to accelerate growth by hiring additional executives, further monetizing its existing assets. So basically it owns like full cube, greenlit content, fearless media, started a, a joint um, venture with X. Uh, so again, it, it's trying to monetize outside of competing, probably to make it actually viable to compete uh, and just to make money because uh, esports is not just a place you just put money in and never get anything out of you know so it'll be interesting to see what they do again I don't know if it's inherently a positive thing or, or, or not with the raise but um, because the number's big uh, it'll, get, it'll make some headlines you know and it's definitely worth noting here nonetheless and next is global technology and data services firm IBM entering esports through the Overwatch League which is obviously the first of two franchise leagues from Activision Blizzard now the the deal runs through to the twenty twenty two season, but the actual real solutions for um for the league that are being created, which is like uh processing in game data, creating accurate rankings and um, predictive analysis elements and stuff, will come into play from twenty twenty one. Though um, it is the deal is being um, debuted, I guess or kicked off with the. The grand finals of season three which going on this coming weekend so it's a decent time to announce things when there's more eyeballs on overwatch league than than almost ever at this point because it's kind of falling off of a cliff um but ibm getting into esports is obviously no no small thing it's, it's a big deal and, and hence why i've mentioned it here and we'll just have to wait and see how things go whether it'll kind of be like sap um with dota 2 sap with dota 2 um or not we don't know yet but uh, our weaver uh, is also doing kind of uh, analytical predicting type things as well so we'll have to see how that goes from 2021 i guess um whenever the hell it launches that is uh, the overwatch league season four and last but not least we'll cover french organization team vitality partnering with renault um to launch a performance facility in france it's actually in like a uh, french the French national stadium, um, Stade de France, eh, I'm gonna say it's pronounced. I don't know. I don't speak French. Did a couple of years of it at school, but that that's many years ago now. But um so not only will it house the operations for its kinda of it's um like F one sim racing initiatives, but also it can house up to three teams. So Vitality's rosters in League of Legends and, and CSGO, you know, can actually um, utilize the area as well in the stadium and uh, it'll also be equipped, it is also equipped to allow you know medical and sports teams to get involved and actually utilise the area as well. So as well as the VHive, which is the headquarters of Team Vitality, it's now got a stadium-based, uh, obviously a huge stadium, it's got a stadium-based facility as well in partnership with Renault, which... To me, it sounds pretty a pretty big deal, though I haven't seen too many people speaking about it. But I guess it's more function over flattery or trying to make headlines with with this particular move. But nonetheless, I I, I do think it's an exciting thing, and, and vitality are, are slowly but but surely and, and steadily um, bolstering things, and and you know really solidifying itself as France's esports organization, much like Astralis in in Denmark, you know. Um, And that's everything. So wrapping up my penultimate episode of ESI Digest. If you've enjoyed it, then, you know, subscribe, like, depending on what what platform you listen or watch, realistically, but we would appreciate any support you can. Um, I'm looking forward to to seeing who comes in and and takes over this and how they improve upon what I've done, because no doubt they will. Thank you for for following along. This is the 13th episode now. It's gone pretty quick for me. I hope you have a great weekend, okay? Uh, Take care, and I'll, I'll see you next week for the final episode. Uh, hosted by myself. Thanks.